Hello there, friends. I'm Richard Kisnan. We all knew it was coming. Adulthood, relationships and marriage, business, health, money, bills, fitness. If you're like me, we didn't think that life would come at us like this. I welcome you to join me for raw, authentic, and hopefully really fun conversations about coming into your own as an adult and to help you create a powerful life of your design. This is the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. Hello there, Adulthood Revisited Nation. I'm your host, Richard Kiston. I'm glad that you're here to join us uh, back for another episode. And I'm very excited to have a friend and colleague, Juliet Regatius. Juliet's an independent stylist now for about 10 years or so, 10 plus years, uh, for a menswear brand, Jay Hilburn. You've probably heard of it. I know that they, they actually style the NFL on Fox crew uh, from time to time. So uh, very glad to have Juliet. Juliet's absolutely fabulous, absolutely amazing. And a little too funny, but it is what it, we're going to try to get through this in one piece. Uh, so, Juliet, welcome to the Adulthood Revisited podcast. Thank you. I am super excited to be here. This is my first time doing a podcast, so it's exciting to be in the hot seat. Very cool. I assure you that this is going to be awesome. Um, so, before we jump right into it, because I know that you and I had a, a personally, we had a great conversation a week or two ago. I'm like, man, I, I really, I really want to have you on, um, and maybe initially you had some reservation about it just because, well, what can, what can an independent stylist contribute to a podcast? But I think a lot. Um, and like there's things about ourselves that are revealed in maybe the everyday that we don't really look at. And one of those things is like the way we dress. And after our conversation, I'll be very honest about it. I, I actually looked at what, at my suits, at my shirts, at my, at what my wardrobe is. And I, I thought to myself, without even thinking about what I have there, what's the message that I've been sending about who I am as a professional, who I am as in relationships. And there was no, I'll be honest with you, there was no message. My clothes, when I, I, I looked at them, they don't say anything about me. And that wouldn't have come out and I wouldn't have thought about that until after our conversation. So I really thank you for that. Um, it was revealing, very revealing. Well do you want them to say something? Do you well, want to, do you, are you trying to create a message? Hopefully, hopefully by the end of this, of this episode, I will. Right. Um, okay. all right. So let's jump into it. Juliet, why don't you just give a brief history of like who you are, where you're from and how'd you get to where you are? Oh gosh. I don't know if we have all the time for that, but a brief history about me is, um, I'm a New Yorker. I was not born and raised in New York, but I am officially a no nonsense New Yorker at this point. I've been in New York for 25 years. I was born and raised in the Midwest, so I'm officially a transplant, but I'm a New Yorker. Um, before doing what I do now, I worked in corporate America, but I cannot say that um, taking my style tips from corporate America, because when I look at the Wall Street look 20 some years ago, um, that's not what I sell now. Some people say that what I do now is sort of um, tailoring what men need to what they want and sort of bringing it all together. But working for Jay Hilburn is, um, I love it. I absolutely love it. I fell into it. I didn't expect to do it. Um, I built my business one shirt at a time. I work out of my house and then I worked in a showroom now. So it has become my passion. 
I love helping people look better. I now lead a team of 28 stylists. I manage about $1.7 million in sales annually. And I lead the New York showroom. So how I got to this point was just basically helping people look their best, feel their best, and listening to what they want and showing them that with simple tricks and putting on a suit that makes them feel confident gives me just almost a rush. When my client takes a selfie and says, look at me, that makes my day. He sends me a picture and says, what do you think of this? I say, you look awesome, man. Go out there and kill it. And he will send me a note at the end of the day and say, I walked into my boardroom feeling fantastic. And I will know that I have done something great. And it makes me feel fantastic. Let me ask you this, because Jay Hilburn is, it, it's probably a luxury menswear brand, right? Um, and like you mentioned, you, you kind of came from corporate into this world. And a lot of your clients are probably high net worth or, you know, they're making decent money. What is it about, like, what do you find that they come in with that they struggle with their, I don't, well, maybe not struggle is the best word, but they have difficulties finding their, their voice through their wardrobe? Well, so a couple of things. Not all my clients are high net worth. So that is the misnomer. Everybody thinks that people who wear custom have to have loads and loads of money. Anybody can wear custom. So that's, that's the first thing I want to be clear on is that my garments are not necessarily designed for the rich and the wealthy. My garments are designed for anybody who wants to look and feel better. I honestly like to think of myself as selling confidence. Um, my clients struggle with what to wear, how to wear it, how to look good. Um, I have a tagline that says, um, you only have 60 seconds to make a first impression. And oftentimes I will have a client, especially a first time client who will walk through the door and I can assess them in less than 60 seconds. And I'll think somebody sold him that garment simply because they either wanted to make a commission or wanted to get him out of their showroom or whatever the case may be. But he listened to what someone told him because he didn't know what looked good on him. Um, I had one client, a very sweet man, and he walked in and he's like, what do you think of my new sport coat? And I said, could you button it? And he looked right at me and in his most sincere face, he said, do you not know that sport coats are not meant to button? And I said, no, if you fit a jacket properly, it is supposed to button. And I thought somebody sold him that jacket because they needed it off their rack. They needed to hit a quota or whatever. And I said to him, I'm like, no, Everything needs to fit, whether you're going to button it or not. And then I thought in the back of my mind, that jacket looks awful on you, buddy. You should not have spent the money you spent on that jacket. So I think what happens is they don't trust their inner voice and they let someone else tell them it looks good because for whatever reason, that person needs it off their floor. At Jay Hilburn, we work with the client 
we listen to them, I listen to them, to hear what it is they're trying to accomplish. And sometimes I have to say, a shorter jacket, while it's trendy in the marketplace, is not what you need to wear. Um, you'll see guys come in and their jacket sleeves are too long, their jackets are too boxy, their shoulder pads are slopping off their shoulders, and they think they look super fly, and in reality, they don't. They may be wearing a super expensive garment, but if it's not fit properly, it doesn't look good. But they spend a ton of money. So sometimes they think if they spend a ton of money, just by virtue of spending that much money, they look great. What, how do you keep up with, I guess, what looks good, what doesn't look good? And I, I turn back to the, when we started this conversation, again, you, you came from, from the corporate world. And I guess, like, there's a certain look in the corporate world. For men, it's going to be mm-hmm. suit, whatever the case is. Um, and maybe the, 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 I guess the trend of suits has, has changed over time, but mm-hmm. ha, when, when your clients come to you and say they have, it might not be work, but they've got a function, they've got, uh, you know, they're meeting family or friends or something like that. Um, how do you keep up with recommendations or the knowledge to say that, Hey, this is what you should be thinking about wearing and whatnot. Okay. So Sometimes it really is about fit. Fit is the most important thing. So right now, the trend in the marketplace is to wear your garments really tight. And you see it all over the place. Which basically means um, that when we exit this whole quarantine phase that we are in, my business should soar because I expect <laughs> no one, and I am saying no one, myself included, to be able to button their jackets. So let's have at it. I can't wait to see what my sales are like in July. Um, so these jackets are super tight, right? And pants are super tight. <laughs> Here's another one of my favorite quotes. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I am telling you, it, it is not flattering. I have to see it from behind. Walk down the streets of New York and look at all these men in their super tight jackets. That is not a good look. So it's my job to be able to say, I dressed that client. And so I put them in jackets and I have to look from behind. And while they may want these uber tight jackets, the goal is to put them in a jacket that fits and is flattering. And keep in mind that everything we see in the trades and the glossies, these are guys are 19, 20 years old. They have zero body fat. That is not going to work for the guy on Wall Street or the guys I dress in New York. Um, you know, some of these guys are 50 plus years old. Yeah. Um, I also dress 25 year old, super hot guys, and they look great in those tiny little suits. Um, but again, the super tight jacket, which is super trendy that walk in the runways in Milan, it's not for everybody. So the goal is to put someone in a jacket that fits above everything else, put them in a jacket that fits. It doesn't have to be super short. 
it doesn't have to be super tight, but it does have to fit. So that's, that's I mean, to, that's a long answer to a very short question, which is first is fit, second is quality. You shared with me before, and I, I want to bring this out before I forget about it. Some of the, the well, I, you've already kind of hinted at it. You, you run a lot with quotes. Um, mm -hmm. And there were three quotes. I think you already shared one, but let's go through. There were yep. three quotes that you, you like, like to use. I enjoy them. It brings a smile to my day. <laughs> uh, so why don't we start going through those quotes and maybe how those operate as maybe a framework for how you work with, with your clients. Okay, so my first one is you only have 60 seconds to make a first impression. And I think, honestly, you probably have less than that because I can size up a guy the moment he walks in the room. You, re you so, really believe that in, in that oh, yeah. 60 seconds? Uh, or so I really believe that. And what's interesting is I've even read research that says it's less than 60 seconds. And some people even say it's as, as, it's as minimal as maybe 10 seconds. And it takes something like 17 or 18 times to change that first impression. Wow. So, and you're, you're assessed by what you wear, how you walk in a room, whether, you know, if your sleeves are too long on your jacket, if your pants are too long, if your belt is worn out. Now I'm probably far more critical. Um, if, you know, if there's threads hanging off your jacket, you might look a little schlubby, but people size you up and down. I do it probably more so because I'm always looking at what people wear, but it's your overall persona. When people meet you for the first time, they see it. Um, there's another quote that I use that says, research suggests that a person's appearance alone can trump knowledge. It's kind of the same principle. So my answer is, what does that mean for the average guy? It basically says, if you are not the smartest guy in the room, you better be the best dressed. And I believe that. I believe that if you can look appropriate, you know, they used to say, dress for the job you want, not for the job you're in. You, you are, you're, you're treated better. You are thought of as more aspirational. Um, you know, in this world we're living in right now, the whole coronavirus world, there's this whole concept of people getting on Zoom calls. And if you look at the people on Zoom calls, the guy in his t-shirt and his baseball cap versus the guy who's getting dressed, granted he's getting dressed only from the waist up, but the guy on the Zoom call who's got a shirt on, or maybe he's even thrown a sport coat on, even in that tiny little window on your phone or your iPad or your computer, he is thought of as taking this more seriously than the guy sitting in his bedroom with his t-shirt on and his baseball cap. I watched a Zoom call just the other day with a friend of mine interviewing some pretty serious, I forget what the guy was talking about, but the guy he was interviewing had on sport coat and a tie. And the guy who's doing the interviewing had on a white shirt and I sent him a message afterwards and I said, I cannot believe you didn't ask me ahead of time what to wear. You were in your bedroom with a white shirt on. I could see through it and you're in your bedroom. It, it completely denigrated who and what you were so that I was lost thinking, 
why are you in your bedroom? And is that a pajama top? Whereas the other guy was in his office in a suit. It really matters what you wear. Let me ask you this though. I, I, this is maybe diving a little too deep. Do you think that it should matter? Oh, and I, don't know. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, that, but yeah. as someone from in, like with you, like you deal with this all the time and I'm sure maybe you deal with clients that just sometimes maybe they don't, it doesn't click or so, I don't know, but like, have you ever managed a client where it's like, I, I wish this didn't matter? Um, well, I'd be out of business if it didn't matter. Right, right. So, so it's kind of good that it matters. Um, well, so it's human nature. It's human nature. We're, we're a visual society. Um, you know, it does matter. So maybe we just have to check it off and say, yep, it matters. Right. There's research out there that says, um, and I wish I had the statistics right in front of me and we might have to pull them for later, but something about, um, oh gosh, I don't have the exact numbers, but something is you are judged on 58% what you wear, 38% the tone of your voice and and of course now I don't have the numbers in front of me right. 17% what you say and if those numbers don't add up to 100 I apologize but so think about it that doesn't make sense at all it basically doesn't mean what you say right so yeah we're we're being judged all the time yeah probably you know that that's just a media thing so we we do sort of we're kind of going off point here but yeah it's a media thing and it's it's what we've been taught since we were very small is that we are judged on the outside not on the inside yeah. Um, I, I, did we go through all th the quotes that you had or was there, was there one more? Um, I don't remember. Cause I know we did the 60 seconds. There was there's one more, but I, there's, um, there is the, I had, what's the other one? Um, 60. Oh, here's the other one. It's not always about what you wear. It's about how you wear it. And what I mean by that is, um, that goes down that goes back to expensive versus inexpensive versus tailoring you know have you ever seen someone who walks into a room and you think that suits owning him not him owning the suit i'm a huge believer in fit which is why i believe that you have to have a garment that fits you i can have someone walk into my into my showroom in a beautiful gorgeous suit that's that doesn't fit and so sometimes my job is not simply to tell them you have to buy a garment from me it's to teach them how to wear their garments and especially some of my younger guys i'll say to them look here's the deal you bought this beautiful beautiful suit if we shorten the sleeves if we take it in a little bit if we do a couple of tweaks to this beautiful suit you're good to go man you do not necessarily need to buy something from me um and then you know that it but fit is super important um i also teach some of the um younger guys that i work with that if you can't afford something there's also parts of your wardrobe that are important to always have good pieces. Um, and what I mean by that is I think that everyone should have a good pair of shoes. It's crucial. You know, if you look around a room, 
and um, you see people in ratty shoes, it speaks volumes to how they're treating their clothing, where they're coming from. You can take a good pair of shoes and just shine them. Belts, you should always spend money on belts. So belts and shoes, get the best you can possibly afford. I've been telling guys this. So I do a lot of um, dress for success. Um, well, you know, I go into like offices and, and especially the younger kids, I'll say to them, you know, let, let's talk about do's and don'ts in dressing. I'll say, good shoes, good belts. Um, and then this is my favorite. So I, I, like, I like talking about what you shouldn't do. <laughs> so I'll go in and I'll run a dress for success program and I'll hold up a $50 bill. Now I'm talking about young kids, right? Young, like 25. Um, and I'll hold up a $50 bill and I'll say, I will give $50 to anybody in this room who's wearing athletic socks with their suit. And, you know, the guys will be looking around and they're thinking, shoot. So they're all looking around and they're thinking, who's going to be the first to raise their hand and say, I'll take the 50 bucks. I kid you not. There's always some guy in there with athletic socks on. And I'll say that I'm like, look, look here, dude. You cannot go out and they're usually salesmen and they're trying to sell either insurance or they're real estate guys or whatever the case may be. And I'll say, can't do it. You're being judged all the time. It, like, seriously, here's 50 bucks. Go out, buy yourself a decent pair of socks, keep them in your desk drawer. I get it. You went to the gym this morning, you forgot your socks, but I promise you, you could have gotten yourself, even at Walgreens, a pair of socks on your way to work. Don't do it. Yeah. You know, I kind of selfishly, I've actually never, of all the things, maybe I'll spend a little money on shoes or, but a belt is not something I've ever thought about. I've never. Trust me when I say this, people see it. Yeah. And if it's starting to flake or it looks bad, right. buy yourself a decent belt. Huh. Yeah. Um, fascinating. I want to jump back now to taking a step back from like appearance generally and go back to you as a stylist. Cause I think one of okay. the objections that I would assume that one of the objections that you get when you talk to people about what you do and how you do, um, you're almost like a coach for the, for the people you work with. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's, I would, one of maybe the primary objections would be cost. Mm -hmm. And so going back to what you said that it's not a, it doesn't have to be about cost. What, what is the value that you think you bring as a stylist and like to, to, to get maybe people listening to this to work with a stylist particularly, but also to, I don't want to just say spend money on, on wardrobe, but like the, the value attached to what you do for your okay. clients. So a lot of my clients have been with me for years. You know, they don't shop anywhere else at this point. Yeah. They, they shop with Jay Hilburn. Um, I'm super easy to work with. Um, I pull no punches. So, the, so it's, first off, it's stylistic. You know, you have to be willing to, um, personality-wise, you have to be willing to listen to what I have to say. So that's one thing. But when it comes to working with a stylist in general, why would you pick Jay Hilburn? The answer is, cost when it comes right down to it let's talk about chinos let's talk about getting a pair of custom chinos from jay hilburn versus buying them at and i'm just going to throw out names bonobos the gap j crew any of our competitors 
So my chinos are $148. I have clients that shop at my competitors, but then they have to take them and they have to get them hemmed or their, and I'll throw out some terms, um, waist to hip ratio, meaning maybe they played hockey. And so they have more real estate in the back end, meaning they have a larger size backside. And so their chinos don't fit correctly. So they have to take in the waist. So then they spend money on tailoring and then they have to wait to get their chinos back and so on and so forth. Next thing you know, if you actually add in the time, the energy, the cost of the tailoring, right. yeah, maybe they paid less money, but they didn't get what they wanted until they did all this extra stuff. Well, wouldn't it be easier if you went to me, I measured you, you got what you wanted, it had your name on the inside, it came in in the correct length, it came in in the correct color, it got shipped directly to your door, and you didn't leave your couch. You just called me up and said, hey, Juliet, can I get a pair of chinos and I'll take them in black, gray, and blue, and ship them to my house in the Hamptons and then get me an extra pair in New York. Oh, and by the way, um, send a gift card to my brother in Atlanta while you're at it because it's his birthday. I have to say, I'm also selling time. At the end of the day, you, you get everything you need. Yeah. And it goes the same way with shirts. You know, you can get a shirt. Like, you know, you're you're sitting in your apartment and you think, oh shoot, I've got a wedding in three weeks. I just looked at my tuxedo shirt and guess what? It's got a stain from the last time I wore it and I forgot to get a new one. Hey Juliet, can you ship me a tuxedo shirt and can I have it in seven days? Well, yes I can, Eric, because we have something called ex expedited shipping. I'll have it to your apartment in seven days. That's why you work with a stylist because sometimes it's about convenience and time and I have all of their measurements on file or how about this you're sitting there you're watching the football game halftime's on you don't feel like watching the halftime game you pull up your ipad you start shopping digitally because you just saw an an ad for untuck it but you want to get some untuck it shirts but next thing you know you know you can log into jay hilburn you can look at your website and you can order three shirts on the jay hilburn website and there you go. You can have them shipped directly to you because I've saved their profile and they can do it digitally and they yeah. can build their own shirts. It's convenient. That's why you shop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we talked about this, that one of my challenges, I, I've never liked, I've never enjoyed shopping. And I just, yeah. I, one of the things I think where my wardrobe suffers is I don't make the time for it. I don't want to put the energy into it. Um, and it's something that I have to like make a choice. Like if, if it matters to me and it should, because like you said, it matters a lot in the world. It's a rule that I just have to, I have to operate under that the way I look, the way I present myself, I have to make it matter and a priority. Well, it should matter. But then also the, another reason to have a stylist is because sometimes, and this sounds kind of silly, guys don't make it work. And what I mean by that is they look in their closet they put things together and they think just because they're shopping with a stylist, these things go together, but they really don't. So the other thing that I will do for my clients is I will take everything that they've purchased from me. And sometimes I even have little pictures of what they've purchased from Armani or 
Canali or something like that. And I can put them in little pictures and say, this builds a beautiful outfit or a handsome outfit. And this builds a handsome outfit. And you can take this for this particular weekend away and show them and teach them how to color block and wear things. It makes their life easier. I've also um, cleaned out a few closets. You know, keeping things for 20 years because it was your dad's or your grandfather's, because it was great quality. Hmm, you know what? We're past that at this point. It's okay to spend $500 on a new sport coat. You don't need to hold on to grandpa's coat that he had because of sentimental value or keep it for sentimental value, but put it in the attic yeah. in your summer house. You don't need to keep it or wear it because yeah. people will know that you're wearing some old jacket. Let me ask you this. If someone, if someone is out there listening and is like, all right, Juliet, you got me. I like your, I like the cut of your jib. And they wanted to work with a stylist, right? This is the first time they've worked with a stylist. Are there things you recommend they sh when they come to meet you that they're kind of prepared with or things that you look out for? So, you know, working with a stylist, I would say be open-minded. Um, it, it's, you have to go in with the idea that this, potentially could be a brand new experience. Uh, it's going to be, for some people, it's a brand new, yeah. brand new experience. For some people, they've been doing it and they have preconceived notions of what they want. Um, sometimes it's hard when there are three people in the room, when there's a stylist, the client, the mother, the wife, the poor client just doesn't know what's hit him. He's got three women trying to dress him. Um, that can be really challenging. I encourage the client, if he has the ability to come alone, um, and then we can share afterwards with his significant other. Um, if if, the, um, if the, the wife or the girlfriend wants to come along, that's great, then come on the, the initial appointment. Um, but it can get really challenging when there's lots of people trying to dress one person and then he just feels like a pawn. That's really tough on the guy. Um, but everybody, you know, the, the first appointment, there's a series of measurements that are taking place. The beauty of Jay Hilburn is that um, we have been in business for 10 years. We have saved data from all the clients we have ever measured. So as a company, we are light years ahead of other people. When I measure a client either in person or now we have the ability to do it digitally over the internet, meaning over a Zoom call. Um, when I measure a client, it gives me an algorithm and predicts how my garments will fit him. That kind of technology is fantastic. So my ability to fit my clients now is we're 95% of the way there of giving my clients an absolutely perfect fit. Um, I encourage everyone to give it a try because I think they will be surprised. If they have had bad experiences in the past, I think they will be pleasantly surprised as to how the technology has changed over the years. Um, we are truly a digital platform. We are truly um, an internet-based platform. So I have the ability 
to do a custom experience, even in this world of, um, you know, quarantine, I can still fit my clients in a custom garment. Now, granted, I can't measure them in person because that's really not where we are right now, but I can do it over a Zoom call and the success rate is amazing. Um, When we go back to, you know, face-to-face meetings, it's going to be fantastic. We have a showroom. We have a showroom in New York. Um, We are based out of Dallas and we have samples and people can really feel everything and, and try it on. Not everyone can try it on. We have some fit jackets. But I think the biggest thing to working in a custom arena is to be open-minded. You have to be open-minded to what your expectations are. We are made to measure. So that's a big difference versus a fully custom garment. Um, a fully custom garment is where you design it as opposed to made to measure. We have certain locked features and this is probably going way outside of what you were expecting me to answer, but a made-to-measure garment. So we can do 95% of your custom, but there are certain things that we can't do. Like I can't put three buttonholes on your lapel or something like that. Got it. Huh. We, we talked about, and only because I, 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 I don't hold you much longer than, than we have. Um, you gave us two very great tips that I'm, I know I'm walking away with. Um, one, fitment. So, you know, be, be better about fitment, no matter, no matter what clothes, the clothes you get. Two, mm-hmm. check your socks and belt. Socks, shoes, and belt. <laughs> if, if there's one, if you have one recommendation that you send your clients with out the door or anyone listening to this every morning, Check your shoes, socks, belt. Hopefully you got good fitment. Is there one other suggestion that you have for people that are listening outside of working with the stylist? Um, but as they walk out the door, like keep this one thing in mind or do this one thing to like whatever they might be wearing to, to own it and sort of ultimately gain the confidence that, that you kind of coach your clients through. So you are correct. Shoes and belt wear black socks or the socks match your pants, um, your shirt, your shirt must always fit in this day and age. I'm not the only person selling custom shirts. So the answer is look at your shirt, make sure it is, make sure you have spent the most amount of money or bought the best fitting shirt. Look at yourself in the mirror. Don't wear a white shirt that's too thin. Don't wear a collar that's frayed. If you have buttons on the collar, meaning a button-down shirt, button the buttons. Like, really take a hard look at that shirt. And if, this is going to be a tough one, send your shirts to the cleaners. Get them pressed. Like, put your best foot forward because everybody sees your shirt. They don't necessarily see your sport coat. You can get away with your trousers, but your shirts are important. How the neckline looks, get them cleaned, make sure the buttons aren't broken. That would be my best tip is spend money on your shirts and make them look good. Very awesome. And with that, Juliet, I think this is a good, a good time to sort of 
wrap, start wrapping this up. Um, I know I personally got a lot of value out of this, so I don't care if no one else listens. I got value out of it. And now I know some things to do and, and who to reach out to. But if anyone out there is actually, you know, they want to get in touch with you, what are some ways that they can, they can connect with you um, and learn more about what you do and, and your services? So you can find me on my website. Um, I am located at www.julietregatius.jhilburn.com. So that's a tough one. It's J-U-L-I-E-T-R-A-G-A-I-S-H-I-S. So that's www. Oh, 26 letters right there. <laughs> I know. Was it really? <laughs> so I think it's probably easier to send me a text 917-887-7708. No worries. And we'll link that up in the show notes. Uh, Juliet, thank you so very much for being on the Adulthood Revisited podcast. Uh, again, I hope you're doing well with what with everything that's going on right now. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. I had a blast. Thank you. Very awesome. AR Nation, until next time, take care and be well. <laughs>